and welcome to episode 25 of the Neilman Video Games Podcast, coming to you from a springtime for Hitler and Germany, Glasgow, on Monday the 13th of March 2017. My name is Paul Kaczynski. And my name is Colin Little, and we are the Nearly Men, two normal guys with nothing to do with the video games industry. We don't make them, we don't sell them, we're not even particularly good at them. We are the Nearly Men, and at some point you have probably kicked our asses online. Colin. Yeah. Is a Kit Kat a confectionery item or a biscuit? Oh, it's definitely a confectionery item. Right, but how come you get Kit Kats, like, beside gold bars and... and uh, like club biscuits and things because technically they're also sort of confectionery items listen right you know before we get into the whole Jaffa cake thing right this is <laughs> besides the, the, the thing right it's it's a clearly it's a subsection of biscuit it's a chocolate biscuit right right although, although I would just say that personally a Kit Kat is actually misplaced but also you find that the normal size Kit Kats will usually be with the normal, you know, with your dairy milks and all that, and therefore they are chocolate. But when they're in the multi-pack section, they are generally with your clubs and your mint Viscounts and all that sort of stuff, and therefore are biscuits. I think it's some sort of androgynous kind of uh, middle ground, the, the, the Kit Kat, particularly the wee mini two Kit Kats. Well, are you, are you claiming a normal Kit Kat is a four-finger Kit Kat? Yeah, absolutely. And a biscuit is a, a two-fingered Kit Kat? Well, I'm, I'm saying that the, the two-fingered Kit Kats seem to be found in multi-pack form with the biscuits, whereas your four-finger Kit Kat would generally be found in a shelf with uh, other normal uh, sweeties. Can you buy multi-packs of four-finger Kit Kats? I don't know, but if you could, it would be awesome. You know, they, they would be beside the Yorkies, like, like packs of three of Yorkies and things. Uh, I think that would certainly be the, the subsection of the subsection for them. I've, yeah. ne- I've, ne- I've never seen a multi-pack of four-fingered Kit Kats. And that's probably why you haven't died in a chocolate overdose. <laughs> yet. 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 How the devil are you, sir? I'm alright. I'm a bit horrified the fact we're recording this early in the morning. On a Monday it's, morning. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Do you know, this is this, this is going to be the closest we've ever been to being live. Because we're going to record this, I'm going to edit it and then put it out. So within the space beautiful. of like two hours, we're going to be out. Out in people's lug holes. Yeah. So we're kind of fresh. Well, we're not that fresh because we are late and we do uh, have to apologise to our listeners for yes. being late. Unfortunately, life just kind of got in the way uh, last week. We did uh, endeavour to try and get ourselves out for our usual uh, Friday morning, Friday afternoon slot, but uh, but it just didn't quite work. So apologies for that. We have sought to um, uh, amend things and get ourselves back out as quick as possible. And here we are. Oh, yeah. And you got a bonus uh, discussion about Kit Kats. Yes, so, you know, join the Nearly Men for all your um, Ellen <laughs> Ford video needs. games and confectionery <laughs> items uh, discussion. It has been a busy couple of weeks. Have you managed to get any gaming in? Oh, just a little bit, yeah. yeah. Um, it's been kind of dribs and drabs, but it's been quite an eclectic run of uh, of games. Fits, yes. fits and starts, you could say. Uh, yeah, fits and starts, <laughs> absolutely. Um so of course uh, I mentioned in the last uh, podcast that my birthday was uh, was coming up. Happy it has now been and gone. To I'm you. A, uh, I am another <laughs> year older, um, and I would say uh, I was spoiled rotten as usual. Whee! I got a lovely NES Classic, NES Mini Ooh. Classic, Classic Mini, NES Classic Mini, I think it is, uh, from Debs. 
Um, so playing a lot of that bit of everything, particularly the original Legend of Zelda. Oh. Bang on, bang on trend. Just like yep. the rest of the world, I'm playing Zelda. <laughs> just, uh, just thirty years out of date. <laughs> Because funnily enough, Legend of Zelda was released in 1986, which of course was the year I was born. So oh. the game's uh, the game's as old as I am. In fact, I say 30 years out of date. It's actually nearly 31 date years out of date. 1986, um, you were born. That's outrageous. Uh, I, I was already uh, I was already looking to play for boys club football. Like ah, oh, not dating me. <sighs> that, would, that was your 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 football career about to begin and end at the same time do you know I, I, I played for a couple of clubs and I got a trial for Celtic Boys Club and do you know oh, there you go well, do you know it was at St Rock's High School I remember this well and they put me in the right wing and uh, the entire game went up the left <laughs> and I didn't, mm. I didn't get a touch of the ball gutted gutted that's most unfortunate what uh, could have been what could have been right. you could be a millionaire by now you know what I mean I, I'd be the next generation of Joe Miller that's what I would have been yeah, yeah. There you go. Oh well, that's disappointing. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry to hear your dreams ended up in tatters. Well, there's still hope, Colin. I could still do it. I, mm. I could still do it. Yeah, you'll need to cut down on the Kit Kats. <laughs> Cheeky <laughs> son of a gun. <laughs> Set me up for that one. Uh, yeah, so I've been playing. Uh, moving on, I've been playing the Legend of Zelda. <laughs> Um, is that a top-down um, game? Legends of yes. top-down. I thought that, yeah, yeah. Yeah, kind of JRPG sort of styley, um, brilliant. I really, really enjoying it. It's um, really unusual. It's it's quite it's quite difficult to remember your way about. Is you kind of have to talk in screens. You know, you move like three screens along, then two screens up, and then a screen back. And oh, all that okay, sort of yeah. Find your way around uh, levels and things. Um, and it it's it just doesn't tell you how to do anything. You find items, it doesn't tell you what the items are. You've got to figure them all out. Yeah. I've, I've been having to use a guide because it is incredibly tricky at points. Um, but I'm about halfway through. I think I've done three three dungeons. I think there's seven dungeons. Mm. Um, it's great fun, really great fun. Loving it. Great classic classic music and that uh, the the Zelda theme goes all the way back to that. I mean. That you know that that theme follows through all the Zelda games now, but it was it was in the original and it's just great. Sing it, um, sing it. Oh God! Like that. There we go. Oh, Not bad. You can't, can't we join? You hear that? There we are, Kobe. Thanks for the uh, the chorus. <laughs> we harmony there. <laughs> when when you listen to it on eight uh, eight bit, um, you can't really hear the cat, but it's definitely there. <laughs> yeah, definitely there. Uh, what else? What else have you been playing? So I've been playing about Resident Evil 7, of course, which we'll come to later on. I've been streaming that. That game is excellent. Nope. It really is nope. absolutely brilliant. Um, really enjoying that. Uh, last night, myself and Debs played a wee bit of Overcooked. Um, or is it otherwise known as Divorce? The Divorce, yes, the Divorce <laughs> game. Oh, God. oh, God. We're on the final level now. We have three stars every single level, but oh. the, we're on the boss. And I just literally, I was ready to throw a controller to the, the telly. <laughs> My wife and I have have completed it. Yes. Uh, yes. Have you three stars? Yes, we've three stars, everything, yes. yes. Very good. Uh, Very yes. good. And we're still and together. It's <laughs> the most frustrating game in the world. It's, it's uh, 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 you know, at once the best game in the world and at once the worst game in the world. He, here's I, a know. question. D- right, it's, it's difficult with two, isn't it? Yeah. 
Do you think yeah. it, do you think it's easier or harder if you had four? Um, I suppose it would depend on the people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen footage of your good lady wife burning the entire kitchen down in there. That's the truth, man. I don't know if I would want to lose my fiance and a friend in the same. <laughs> oh, I, I very nearly swore. <laughs> oh, sorry. This game brings out some real anger in me. <laughs> <laughs> In the same uh, session of gaming, the game uh, stresses me right out. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's good though, it's good fun. It is funny. I do think actually at some point me and you will have to stream it to oh, test the bonds of the Daily Men's Friendship. That's a good idea actually, yeah. Um, but wow, that game is difficult. Yeah. Uh, but it's funny, it's certainly very funny, <laughs> and it is brilliantly done. If you haven't tried Overcooked yet and you've got a, a good friend or compadre that you want to... Um, murder then um, <laughs> then Overcooked is definitely the game for that Yeah, uh, but no, we've, we've done very well and, and there was a period last night when we were on a mission that we'd been struggling with for ages and then it just became poetry in motion honestly oh, beautiful. myself and Devs we were just it was just perfectly working she was doing um, she was chopping she was grabbing ingredients I was shepherding them across and we were just timing everything so perfectly happy days um, and we, we got the three-star score and we smashed the three-star score and it was, you know, it was brilliant. But at the same time, we couldn't quite celebrate it because it was more of an anger, you know? <laughs> it's like it's like, it's like like when your football team finally get a result and you're just raging. You're not even happy. You're just like, it's just like a guttural, you know, almost prehistoric roar that comes out of you. It, it, it was like that. Um, Excellent. But uh, but I so enjoyed that, and then uh, and then the other game I've been playing, which we'll come to in a wee while, is Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, shiny! I think this game really is quite something. Oh, um, you know what? It it looks spectacular, and I think that it, um, in itself can mean near enough only good things for the PS4 and and what's still to come oh. I'll, I'll, I'll touch on that later on but uh, I feel that this console is not dead yet Oh, I like the sound of that I like yeah. the sound of that I have been playing games I have been, uh, as usual I've been playing FIFA uh, yes. I, I, and I've been, I, I dipped my toe into FIFA Ultimate Team uh, with, yes. with the help of friend of the podcast Jose Keenan um, oh, okay, yes. Just because I've, I've tried it every year and I never quite get into it, and, and so many people play it. It's, I think FIFA Ultimate Team is the, the most played mode of FIFA now. Yeah, so talk me through this. What is Ultimate Team? Well, I'm still getting to get to it myself, but essentially it's it's a collectible card game. So you, you, you get packs of cards and uh, they're full of players or strips or balls or, um, you know, fitness bonuses and things like that and you make up your team with these cards is that like that EPO stuff EPO that that stuff that the uh, the, the cycling teams give about that sounds like a fitness bonus <laughs> that, that stuff that Lance Armstrong won all those <laughs> no, not that kind of bonus no, no. <laughs> it wasn't blood doping it was a card with a fitness bonus on it <laughs> So you make up your team for these cards and, um, you know, you get bronze packs, silver packs and gold packs and, you know, each pack's got better players in it and things like that. And you've got to make up chemistry. So the chemistry is made by putting people in the same league or the same nation together and they get they get wee bonuses if they're playing and all that kind of thing. 
Okay. And then it's essentially, you know, it all comes down to just playing a game of FIFA. Um, but it's about trying to get a good team. And, you know, each each player's only got so many contracts, so that so many games, so they might only be, be able to play seven games. And then when that runs out, you need to give them a contract card to let them play again or you kind of use them. Things like that. Ah, but it's, okay. it's, it's quite good and you can make up your own teams, you know, it's kind of... I don't know, it must be a, a select... Uh, group, if you like, you know, all the big players are there, they're the gold players, but you know you, you, yep. you get Thistle players and Motherwell players and things like that, and the bronze packs and some silvers and things like that so the it, I bronze packs? <laughs> yeah, I know, <laughs> well I mean Thistle got quite a few silver to be fair Oh, where's Adi Aziz? Oh dear <laughs> I don't even think he's in it <laughs> I hope he's not in it Oh dear! He, is he like the wood pack or something? <laughs> the straw pack guy. The straw. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh dear! dear, dear. Uh, so yeah, so I dipped my toe to that and kind of played a bit, played played online as well. It's good, and you win coins when you play games, and you can spend your coins on packs and things like that. But I mean, cool. it's quite interesting, and uh, it's kind of time-consuming because you've got to constantly look at your team and things, and, and build it up, and and keep an eye on contracts and all that kind of stuff. But it's just a different way to play, I guess, um, with this kind of collectible card game. And you, well, I suppose, given the fact you've been playing the same game constantly for about six years now, I suppose it's nice for well, you. Well, it's a wee change, yeah, it's a wee change. And there's tra- <laughs> there's a transfer market, so you can sell your cards and things like and buy cards and all that. So that's oh, quite, cool. quite good, and you know your app and your phone, you can do all the transfers on that, so you can take the game away with you and different things like that. So it's great. It's quite fun, but uh, it, it is it is a lot to wrap your head around if you don't play it regularly. And, and, it's, I, and I suppose it moves quite quick as I, well. I suppose. Ah, uh, it's, it's, it's it's that it's that type of game where if you leave it for a couple of weeks and go back you've no idea you know you can't remember what team you were playing with and what, what, you, what you were trying to do with those cards and things yeah but yeah so I've been playing that and uh, in my uh, return to the PC Master Race I uh, my brother gave me a, a copy of Total War Warhammer which, which should be Total Warhammer as we've talked about before yes we did discuss that <laughs> but yes I, mean, I, I, I can add, I've played a couple hours of that uh, I, I went the the vampires and uh, managed to get my my lead character killed within a couple oh. of hours. Yeah, wiped out, completely wiped out. That's all right. That just means somebody else can take his place. Well, that's it. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah. How are you finding it? Oh, well, do you know it was it was hard to get back into because because it's been so long since I played a total war game. I was like, oh gosh, how do you play this again? And uh, yeah, I mean it was it's just so much to do and it's it's that kind of wrapping your head around the, the whole campaign of the map and things like that again and just learning, you know, when you're used to I've kind of got lazy and got used to a controller so when you, you're presented with a keyboard you, you forget the number of buttons that you, you need but yeah. yeah, that can certainly be quite a thing I think going back to playing a, Warhammer, a, a total war game now for myself although I'd love it, I'd be a bit like oh god, what, what did I do first again? Uh, I mean, it, it, the muscle memory comes back a wee bit but... Um, yeah, it was, it was a bit daunting, and um, I've not got the comfiest setup yet downstairs in the, yeah. in the living room because I play through the link, the Steam Link, uh, and I'm kind of on wee tables and things, so I'm kind of hunched over and all that. So it's not the most comfortable thing to be doing. Aye, uh, yeah, and I think you'd have to be quite close to your telly, wouldn't uh, you? Well, to fairly close. See aye. what's going on. I am fairly close, but yeah, but no, I'll, I'll definitely keep at it. Uh, Good. 
has been quite fun. And now, the one I want to hear about is oh, your next game. Yeah, Disc Jam, which is one of the, the PS Plus games for March. And you know, it's it's addictive. It's addictive in the way Rocket League was addictive. Yeah, you know, when I saw the launch trailer for uh, for the or the release trailer for the the PS uh, Plus games this month, I saw mm-hmm. the I saw some footage of Disc Jam playing, and I thought it, it had a Rocket League feel about it, and it's obviously what they're going for. Yeah, but it kind of it kind of looks a bit like um dodgeball meets air hockey. That's not bad, yeah. That, yeah, with, t- tennis. Maybe a wee bit of basketball or something. Um, maybe. No, well, t- tennis meets air hockey. That's that's maybe a good a good way to do okay. it. Um, okay. I just think aesthetically, they kind of look like they're wearing basketball uniforms. Yeah, I mean, it's it's got that kind of American sports kind of yeah. feel to you know. <laughs> it'd be it'd be on the what's it again? Uh, oh gosh, oh Fox Sports Eight, whatever it was, the actual. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> be on that. Um, no, but it's good. It's, it's you essentially throw a disc, um, and you're you're like your hockey. You're trying to get it past your opponent, um, and it bounces off the walls and things like that. And you can kind of curve it, and uh, there's super shots and all that kind of stuff. Um, it's essentially pong. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally, totally. Yeah, it's, it's a dressed up pong. Is. Yeah, it's pong for a new generation. Um, but it's, it's great fun, and I think it's two guys that have made it. Two guys, two man team. Um, High Horse I think they're called um, cool. and they've been making it for a year and a half or something uh, but it's really good and, and I hope it expands because there's there's, there's so much custom, customization in it and um, you know you, you when you play you get points essentially or, or uh, jams I think they're called and when you get a thousand jams you can pull the prize prize machine I think it's called and um, that gives you an unlock so it might give you a new outfit or a new taunt or something like that Okay. Uh, so when you get a thousand jams, you spend your jams on taunts and uh, you know icons and different things like that. So, so I hope there's the, 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 there's there's a more expansion on that. But the, the, I think it's going to be a good couch co-op game. Um, yeah, split screen and all that. Like it could be. And you can play doubles. You can play singles and doubles. So that that could be oh, good fun. Cool. Yeah, but it's the real good. The definitely only check thing it out. that I'm hearing at the moment disappoints me is the fact you can get a thousand jams. That sounds rubbish. They should have called it something else. <laughs> Jams. I think it's jams. It's a wee J, so I presume it's jams. But it could, it could be, it could be jewels. Who knows? Could be just J's. Just a bunch just of J's. J's. Yeah, a bunch of J's. <laughs> but yeah, that's me. Uh, oh, very good. Oh well, I'll need to give this jam a shot. Please do. I'm eternally uh, jealous about Total War Warhammer or Total Warhammer. Total Warhammer. Um, <laughs> And yeah, that was quite interesting about uh, FIFA Ultimate Team. I'm still not that fussed, but um, <gasps> but yeah. Think, right, think so of the fun better. we could have. Think of the fun we could have if you got FIFA. We could reign supreme, Colin. Well, you know, possibly next year. Mm, possibly next that, year might be the time. last year. I know, I know, but you know what? I don't really feel like I've missed out. That's um, fair. That's fair. This year. So maybe, maybe... FIFA 18's the year. Maybe I'll get one this year once the wedding and all that's out of the way. Maybe I'll I can see about uh-huh. uh, uh, FIFA this year and maybe give it a good go. We could see if we can get the nearly men <gasps> into, into into the uh, Division Nine. Oh, if only. Uh, and we'll face relegation together. <laughs> I'd like that. I'd like that call. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> uh, so yeah, as. I'm sure many of you know, but anyone who's new, we are the Nearly Men Video Games Podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes. If you uh, find us on iTunes, please do 
uh, give us a rating and a review if you like what we're doing or uh, even if you don't like what we're doing uh, obviously these reviews and uh, ratings help us chart higher up the uh, iTunes chart and also makes us easier to be found you know when people type in video games the the higher up the ratings we are the easier it'll be for other folk to find us uh, so as we can ruin their days as well <laughs> um you can find us on twitter at nearly men if you're not already please do give us a follow give us a shout let us know what we're doing we do an awful lot of uh, other updates via twitter and of course also via facebook where we are the nearly men video games podcast you can give us a like there uh, and for all your nearly men needs you can find us at www.thenearlymen.com and if you want to send us any emails any uh little tidbits any comments or uh, any hate mail you can send that to info <laughs> at the nearly com. what do you think a nearly men need is if we're, oh, go- if if we're going to you just, you just need some you need to know where the Kit Kats might be in the <laughs> local supermarket I like it I'll be checking that out yeah you have yeah. been streaming Colin I certainly have been streaming. I, yeah. I I I watched you stream. That's about as close. I I I kept my distance. Um, yes. Because what? Well, tell everyone what you were streaming, Colin. So for anyone that doesn't know, uh, the a couple of weeks ago, uh, I streamed the first six hours or so of uh, <laughs> Resident Evil Seven Biohazard. I then uh, just the other night there, uh, which was Wednesday, the oh, what was that about there? Oh, uh, now you're testing this. March something. That's not bad. Good guess. I, I streamed that. Uh, I streamed uh, another three hours of the game. I'm now probably in the last kind of third of the game, and uh, I think tomorrow night. This is an exclusive tomorrow night, which oh. will be Tuesday. Um, I'm going to be streaming the final chunk of Resident Evil probably be starting about half past nine uh, UK time um, and we'll, we'll go right the way through to the wee small hours if required oh and my. I will finish this game I, 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 I'm very impressed with the graphics I have to say um, yes I thought it was quite scary yes <laughs> lo- I would say so it looks quite uh, terrifying um, do you know I, I, I want to I'm going to speak to you and, and, and find out where you got your scares because I want to put a compilation of your scares together. But you, okay. you, you looked as if you were coping quite well with it. Yeah, so I don't, I don't jump hugely at games or uh, certainly not really at horror films. I don't. I'm not a big jumper. I have jumped from time to time. We jumped a few times during the 24-hour stream as <laughs> we've discussed in the past. I think. I think that had a lot to do with tiredness and, and just the uh, anticipation yeah, yeah. of of, of doing, uh, doing the thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course the absolute terror of alien uh, isolation. <laughs> um, with Resident Evil um, 7, yeah, early on I got a few big scares actually. Um, I mean, it's properly scary in the opening, uh, the opening chunk of the game. Uh, as it goes on, I'm not getting quite scared. I did get a couple of jumps, um, but... Uh, I often find in these games once you start being able to fight back it's less scary okay. and I become I become a bit more um, you know I turn into like Rambo or something and I'm ready to fight <laughs> uh, you know nobody can they, they, they can't I'm a master of my own destiny at that point um, that said there's still some really tough bits it is brilliantly done It's it's got some really un, unusual moments it's got some very um it seems to like set itself into sort of chapters 
um, where you go to various locations around the house, and they've got different sort of themes okay. to them in a lot of ways. You know, there's there's one sort of boss um, who he's a bit like Michael Myers. You know, you keep trying to kill him, he keeps coming back at you. Um, then there's another sort of uh, character who, um, how would I put it, has been a bit, been sort of um, mutate. Well, there's mutations. It's Resident Evil, so there is that that sort of thing, but. Uh-huh. Is a bit more um, some sort sort of insectoid like, and uh, and then the, there's a section which borrows quite heavily from the Saw films, oh, right. um, and becomes a bit more puzzly. Um, that was the the last chapter I've been working on, the most recent one. Um, but uh, but it's really brilliantly done. The <clears throat> the kind of motif that they've got for discovering these videotapes every so often you find an old VHS tape and you put it into a recorder and you then play a section of something that's already happened but you play as another character in the game something you don't usually play Um, and sometimes they they can build up the story sometimes but other times they actually help you in what you're later going to do okay Um, as you said the graphics are fantastic I mean it really is brilliant yeah um it was a section that the one I was watching was when I think you were kind of following your girlfriend. Um, yes. And she keeps turning around to speak to you. Uh, and I, th- you know, what I, w- I had it on my phone actually at the time, um, and it was it was almost video quality. I know it's not quite when you look closely at, it, but it was, it was smooth. It, it moved well. It was just very impressive. It's good. The the voice acting's uh, great. Um, I mean, the violence particularly in the opening sections uh, which borrow quite heavily from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre are um, unbelievably gory Um, kind of borderline ridiculously gory Um, but it's brilliantly done, the atmosphere is amazing, I like the setting and I have to say it's probably my favourite Resident Evil I was going to ask, how does it You know, to me it's very different from what previous Resident Evils have looked like to me well it's definitely a Resident Evil for the, the kind of outlast generation uh, Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I, I don't think you know uh, the last sort of third person kind of horror game that there was really was um was probably that the evil within probably okay yeah yeah. Um, I, I know that um, Until Dawn's that sort of thing but it's not quite the same I just don't know if people are doing third third person action horror games quite the same or the, the, that sort of thing I think you know I think the first person games of things like Slender things like uh, PT mm-hmm. of course things like Outlast um, have just made the, the first person more I can tell you this categorically though I, 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 this game is fully playable in uh, PlayStation VR and I guarantee it would be the scariest thing ever not a chance not it a chance man utterly terrifying I, that's that's how I, I I genuinely couldn't begin to think of how I would cope there. <laughs> I, ju- I can just imagine if you took the you know once you take your kind of headset off and then you would be lashing with sweat. You'd really be, <laughs> it would be the most visceral experience you'd have. I mean, it is properly scary just playing on a screen. Um, but it's great. It's really good. I am loving it. So a, a big shout out to uh, Gary Hogg, uh, friend of the podcast, who has uh, of course. Um, given us the copy to, to, to play with I will complete this game come hell or high water I will complete this game uh, on Tuesday night we'll start about half past nine um, if you are subscribed to us on YouTube 
um, you will get a wee notification when we go live if you've got your notifications set up. We will also put out on all our social media platforms shortly before just to let everybody know that we are going to be uh, going to be up and running. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. I'm really itching to see what happens next in the story. Good, good. So yeah, are you going to be joining Paul? Are you going to be watching in? Uh, I, I am working t- on Tuesday night, but yes, I, I will come in and know that you'll still be going. You can uh, watch, you can get I your think, brave pills. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to try and watch you finish it. <laughs> well, we'll see. I think it will be quite a late one. We'll see. I don't know. Unfortunately, I'm trying not to read into it too much, so I'm not exactly sure how far I've got still to go. What I have managed to gauge by the fact that I am... Uh, now in a safe place with plenty of herbs and <laughs> an abundance of ammunition. Oh, good, good. Um, which pretty much tells me I've got a big fight coming up. Ah, <laughs> that's, there's yeah, the rub. That's kind of that's video game language for stuff's about to go down. Get yourself ready. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, looking forward to that. Cool. Uh, moving on, Paolo, we received our first ever... Well, I say our first ever. We've had some, but this is our, uh, our first ever very serious complaint. Ooh, oh, my... It's a very serious complaint. And it comes from the one and only Debs, oh. who uh, was absolutely incandescent with rage at the oh fact my. that you had teased us on our very first episode of the year, saying that uh, you were going to discuss the game Her Story. Oh. And then in the next episode, we completely forgot <laughs> to even mention it. <laughs> I, I dare say there was other things to talk about. Yes, there probably were, but uh, but you know you can't just leave folk hanging, mate. Well, this is true. This is true. What, you're putting this on me. Well, it was at the time. At the time, <laughs> I had not played the game, and you had. Oh, so you're putting you're pinning this on me. Yes, absolutely. I, I'd actually completely forgot because I think I mentioned it as we were signing off in the episode. I think so. Yeah, I'd I think that's so you forgot. pretty much forgot it twice. <laughs> yes, good, good, good. So, uh, so Paul, tell us about this unforgettable experience. <laughs> <laughs> Her story's been out for a, a, a number of years, I think. Now, um, I mean, so much so you can now get it on your your iPhone, I think, to play. You can, yeah, that's impressive. Um, but basically, it's a it's essentially a full motion video game um, developed by a guy called Sam Barlow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, an interactive movie, I guess, is is, is the best way to do it. Um, and it's it's you, the, the game is set up. You're looking at a, a computer screen, and yes. in that computer uh, are video files of a woman's police interviews. And you you type you type keywords in. So if you typed in, I don't know, microphone, then it would come back with the top five answer, top five. Um, video clips that that woman mentions the word microphone in and it, I mean it's, it's one it's an interactive movie I guess yeah that is the best way to do it so that you know you're just trying to find out the whole story you're finding out her story as it were yes um, and and it's great because it's, it's completely random because depending on the words you put in it depends what comes back and you only get the five ones so you know if you put in the words you know the you know there'll be maybe 200 video clips that say the but you'll only get the you'll only get the five of them. Five, yeah. um, so it's about trying to find specific keywords to try and get all the videos to piece the whole story together, um, and it's good because you you could actually get the, the 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 very first video you watch could be the story. You could get the whole the, you know the the point of it all in the first video because it's completely random. Yeah. 
but it's, yeah. good. it's really good. It's it's slowly turn once you get the story as well. Once you kind of know what's going on, um, it then becomes a kind of collectible game where you want to get all the videos. <laughs> Aye, and for me that was the point where I kind of lost interest in the game a wee bit because ah. um, you then start just typing in words, random words and you get like a, a, a two second clip that tells that basically just has her saying that word and you're like, yeah, well, yeah. why was that even there? Yeah. Um, it was really interesting uh, myself, uh, after you had mentioned that, I had I had heard about this game before, um, we had been told I had been told that this game by a friend of the podcast, Nathan Byrne, um, who I had been working with. I discussed before that we we did a wee piece of theatre about about video games and about crime um, last year. And while we were in rehearsals for it and discussions, we we were talking about various interesting games. And her story came up at that time, and I completely forgot about it ever since. Uh, obviously, that you subsequently played it on Steam. I mm. I then bought it on Steam myself so I'm technically also now a very <laughs> tentative member of the PC Master Race. Welcome home. Yes. Um, and myself and Debs played through I hasten to add, Debs played most of it. I kind of dropped in and out time, from time to time. Uh, she absolutely adored this game. Oh, good. Good. Um, I found it quite interesting. Uh, unfortunately, we had a bit of a problem where we kind of found... Uh, Without putting any spoilers, there is a point where uh, it kind of gives you a, it, it comes up with a question, um, which basically initiates the end game, uh-huh. and it doesn't really give you any sort of um, warning that this is essentially the end of the game, and and it kind of asks you to answer something, and we answered it and basically finished the game before we actually had okay all the answers, so. We kind of felt it been slightly spoiled by that. Okay. Um, okay. So that's not perfect. We kind of went back and then kept going, and, and we're kind of looking for a, a more definitive ending. And we never really got it, and and that kind of for me left a wee sour note. Um, but it is brilliantly done. It yeah. really is cool. It's such a good idea. I'll grant you that. That I did have a kind of weekendish. Um, yeah. I, I could have done with more of a more of a revelation to it. Yes, um, it did. Yes. Kind of, but that you know, that's what I mean. It's it is kind of an interactive movie that, it, that there's there's nothing really to solve. That that when I, when I started playing it, I thought it was a detective story. You know, I, I thought you had to figure out something, um, and you kind of do, but the, the, there was nothing to really solve. It, it just kind of played out in front of you. Um, and uh, the, uh, as you say, the ending isn't a, a big ending. It's just a kind of well, that was that. <laughs> aye, aye, and that that was a wee bit disappointing. Um, but uh, but yeah, as you say, the, the the concept of the game is great, uh, and I think they are, they are doing uh, her story too, as far as I'm aware. Oh, are they? Uh, great. Yeah, uh, January 2016, he's confirmed it. Um, cool. it's, it's going to be a spiritual successor. Um, so I don't right, think it's going I, to be related. To, um, well, I don't think you could necessarily do a direct yeah, s- yeah. sequel. I think that may be unusual, but but yeah, that would be great. Um, also, a wee shout out. So, um, on the back of that, I I started having a look for various other games that were similar. Oh, right, um, certainly, right. if if people listening to this, this is sort of like um, piqued their interest. I would certainly say look uh, look into getting her story. I think yeah. it's, 
I don't. I, you can certainly buy it on on the app store for the uh, for iTunes. I'm not sure if um, I'm not sure if it's available on, on Android or not. I think it is. Um, I'm assuming it is, but then we assumed Mario was oh, well, yes. it, wasn't it? I can check um, live. I can check just now live. Cool, you do that. It's four also... ninety nine on Steam. Four ninety nine on Steam. Yes, well, that's what I was going to say. Four ninety oh, nine. So I mean, it's certainly it's. I would say it's worth four ninety nine. I mean, we we pretty much played it. Uh, on and off for an inf- a full night, and mm-hmm. um, and more or less came to the ending of it. But that was, I mean, we still, I mean, we played a, a lot of it. And I suppose you could do it and we in smaller chunks if you wanted. Yeah, to. Yeah, we did it um, over two nights. I know. I think, I think we played about eight hours of it, um, and that was trying to get all the the, the video clips. Aye, we probably did about that as well. Um, certainly it's good fun. Another game that I found, um, which is a phone game, I think you can play it on PC, but I would advise folk to get it on a phone. It's called A Normal Lost Phone. Oh. And what happens is when you when you play, when you get this game, you open it up and it turns your mobile phone into another mobile phone that you've found. And it's got um, all these text messages. Basically, you've found this phone in the street. There's text messages you have to read. You try to like work out the why. You try to sign on to Wi-Fi, but the Wi-Fi needs a password. You have to try and work out via text messages and emails and various other things that are on the phone what the passwords are to get into them. Okay. Uh, the person whose phone it is, they've got like a a dating account, like a sort of Tinder. Yeah. To try and get into that somehow, you need to work out passwords and all that, and, and you're slowly but surely working out a story about this person whose phone's gone missing and where this person is. Um, so yeah, I think that's available. I think that's about two ninety nine uh, on the iTunes store. Um, I haven't played it myself yet. I'm, I'm going to have a shot at some point. I know Deb's um, played it and quite enjoyed it. I don't think she said it was anywhere near as good as her story, but, yeah. but it's still quite an interesting thing. Interesting. Um, uh, her so story yeah. is available on Android for four pounds eighty nine. Oh, there you go. And a normal lost phone is two twenty nine. I think on Android. Oh. Good. Well, there you go then. So, um, if these games have piqued anyone's interest, you can have a wee shot. Uh, likewise, if you're listening out, you're, you know any other games which are a similar sort of thing, kind of story-based adventure, possibly, possibly something that isn't as uh, video gamey as um, as uh, as as the usual sort of uh, the fear we talk about, but something that might might appeal to people who maybe aren't hugely into um, you know kind of full-on technical video games and more something that want to take a bit more story based and a bit more of a how would you put it a bit more of a kind of backseat while they kind of yeah, casual work their way through yeah casual um, if you've got any more recommendations send them in to us uh, of course you find us on twitter at nearly men uh, or send us a wee email at info at the nearly com. lovely news um, Nintendo Switch was launched Colin Little oh I'd never heard did you not know uh, no. It's a wee uh, Japanese company. Oh, okay. It's called Nintendo. Wonder, mm, wonder nope. what Nintendo means. That should have been in the oh. quiz last week. Uh, Nintendo. Oh, I'm going to have to Google this. Okay. Uh, n- Nintendo means something like um, just play or something like that. Um, okay. I think. I may be wrong. I may be wrong. I'm sure it does. Well, the, the Nintendo Switch was launched this week, um, and did you know, Colin, it's the fastest-selling Nintendo console in Europe in its opening weekend? Oh, there you go. Apparently 80,000 units were sold in the UK alone, which was double the amount of the Wii U. 
Okay. Not as much okay. as the Wii, apparently, but um, double the amount of Wii U. That's just in the opening weekend, but yeah, so over over Europe, it's the, the biggest selling. Um, it looks shady. Um, Zelda, was Zelda bundled with it? Or was that an option? Um, I, I'm not sure. I, from what I've seen on uh, Twitter, from the various folk I follow who have switches a lot of them had to buy it separately uh, I don't know if they got it as, an, as a bundle or whether they got it uh, yeah yeah uh, well that, that explains why Zelda Breath of the Wild is also Europe's biggest selling launch title for a Nintendo console uh, even more than Wii Sports which of course was bundled with the Wii so that's quite a big thing Se- yeah. 78% of the sales were on the Switch with the other 22 being on the Wii U Cool. Well, uh, coincidentally, just jumping in, yes. uh, the Nintendo playing card companies, of course, where Nintendo first came from. That's how they started out. The common assumption is that Nintendo means leave luck to heaven, oh. or per- perhaps to leave one's fortune in the hands of fate. However, there is uh, some folk who aren't quite sure whether that's actually the case. Nobody seems to have a definitive answer, so there we go. No. Um, yeah, so while we're on this, you know, this this is interesting, and certainly uh, Breath of the Wild's um, been hugely successful, as we can see. However, oh. I, I think there is a couple of caveats to the fact that it is the most uh, successful launch ever time. Because, although that isn't quite the case, it kind of is the fact that it's basically the only game of note, a major game of note on the, uh, on the Nintendo Switch at the moment. Yeah, yeah, but then it's even more than Wii Sports, and Wii Sports is with the console. Uh, yes, yes, I mean, that is quite impressive, but, I, I, you know, I think the thing that makes me, th- that pays attention to that is that when you look at the actual launch titles for the uh, for the Wii, you know, I'm looking at them here, you know, there was Call of Duty 3, there was N- uh, Madden NFL 07, there was Red Steel. There was SpongeBob SquarePants, uh, Creature from the Krusty Krab. Good. There was Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. There was WarioWare Smooth Moves. There was Trauma Center, Second Opinion. Um, there was uh, there was Marvel Ultimate Alliance. There was Tony Hawk's Downhill Jam, Super Swing Golf, Rayman Raven Rabbids. Um, you know, there was a lot of different games. And whether or not these games were any good, I mean, some of these were rotten. Um, but they were quite big franchises, are quite big names, which, of course, would pay into bundles and all that sort of stuff. Right, is. Right. You know, you, when you're looking at this Switch launch, um, okay, 1-2 Switch is apparently incredibly successful. Folk are loving that. And, of course, there's Just Dance 2017. Oh, yeah. Suna, uh, Legend of Zelda. There is, of course, Shovel Knight, which um, is a very successful uh, kind of indie title, being hugely successful on PC and PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, Skylanders and uh, the Super Bomberman R and Snipper Clips, you know that? I mean, those are reasonable games, but I don't think there's anything that can come close to Zelda there, you know? No, fair play, um, fair play. So, uh, but I... I, I I think it's just it's just worth taking that with a slight pinch of salt when you, when you realise that... Uh, that also, I think also that although the Wii, the original Wii, became such a hugely successful um, console, it started quite slow. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was once it moved out that folk all the in that particular first Christmas, everybody was like, "Yeah, wow, that's the thing to have." Yeah, that was the, the family party game. 
Um, whereas obviously this was in a lot of ways, you know, the NX, which then became the Switch, was um, long rumoured and given how uns- you know how unsuccessful in the grand scheme of things the Wii U was, I think folk were all in. Mm. And uh, and Breath of the Wild, of course, looks fantastic, and I have it on pretty good authority that it is fantastic. So I, I yeah. suppose it's it, it's uh, it's richly deserved, but uh, but at the same time, I think there are. Um, there are factors as to why it's done so particularly well, you know? Understandable, understandable. I, I mean, it seems to be certainly a, a successful launch from Nintendo. Uh, one issue that has came up is the screen. The screen, oh, right. the screen is apparently not the best. Okay. Um, it's LCD, so I think there's there's been a number of complaints about dead pixels um, already. And Nintendo, at, at the moment, are saying it's not a defect and won't refund it on, on the case of dead pixels. It's just something that happens with LCD screens. Which is it's kind of pants, to be honest, I think. Um, yeah, that, that doesn't sound great. No, apparently they did have this problem with the 3DS as well. Um, and they started out saying, no, we're not going to replace them, we're not going to refund or whatever. Um, but I think they eventually turned about on that and did start issuing uh, replacements. The uh, 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 people are saying, remember, you've got 14 days to return things, um, uh-huh. and that's maybe a way to get around it just now. Um, but I, I mean, I think that, um, a dead pixel out the box isn't great. Yeah, well, that that is not great if it's out the box, and that's. I mean, even if it's happening in the first couple well, yeah, of months, that's yeah. not great. Yeah, and if this is meant to be a screen that you can carry about and things like that, yes, absolutely, it's, 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 it should be a bit more robust, I think. Yeah, but yeah, so, so they are not they are not refunding or uh, replacing at the moment. And is there any sort of indication as as how widespread this issue is? Uh, well, it certainly made kind of all the all the news posts. Um, so it must it must be a fair amount. I, I couldn't tell you a figure, but um, you know, it's it's enough to be reporting back on. Right. So, um, oh well, if that's the case, then surely Nintendo will revisit this because this, this could be a massive PR blunder for them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not the best. Not the best. But other than that, I think I think the the console has launched quite well. And as you say, the one two switch is going down a storm. Yes. Which which yes, I only that, found out about the other day, and I thought I thought that's quite a great idea actually. It sounds it's so um, distinctly. You know, it's it, it's that sort of real. Innovation that you kind of only get from Nintendo those yeah. sort of games. Yeah, uh, sounds great. Sounds really good. Um, so we'll need to uh, keep an eye on that. Indeed, indeed. Um, you were mentioning that you've played, been playing Horizon Zero Dawn. I have. Um, did you know, Colin, that it is the biggest new franchise launch on the PS4? Do you I know, could believe that. Do you know what was before it? <laughs> oh, go on, tell me. It was a, a little game called. Um, I don't know if you remember it. It was kind of. It was big at the start, and then it kind of dwindled away a wee bit. Oh, okay. A game, a game called No Man's Sky. Oh, I remember that. That's that game that's still not come out. <laughs> well, to be fair, there's been another update. Um, is it the Pathfinder update or something it's now got a vehicle in it, and apparently it's a completely different game from when it launched. So well, it people, should so be. It's a year saying, old. <laughs> so people are saying, and you know, we've been playing the division. The division's yes. a different game from when it launched. That launched kind of fairly poorly, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, we quite enjoy it now. So you know, m- m- maybe we should be giving No Man's Sky another chance. 
The difference was, though, in the division, at least there was some fun there, even though, you know, to begin with, there was no fun in No Man's Sky. Ruthless. Ruthless. To be honest... I'm going to tell Sean Murray. I'm going to tell Sean Murray and you. Don't worry, I've informed him already. I'm well aware you have. You might, we might well find we're blocked, I'm not sure. Uh... But we, yes, uh, <laughs> so Horizon Zero Dawn is, is the biggest launch, uh, franchise launch on PS4 so far. Yes, yes, let's move on to Horizon rather than giving uh, <laughs> No Man's Sky any more of my time and certainly not any more of my money. Anyway, <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn really is quite something. How so? Uh, how so? What? Give me the, give me, sell me it in a sentence. Uh, oh, in a oh. sentence. Well, it is. It is a big, bold, new IP. Oh, that's that's funny. good. It is. Uh, it's Guerrilla Games, who of course are best known for doing the Killzone games, which I know are not everyone's cup of tea. Uh, Killzone were always the sort of uh, the the kind of counter Halo. That was the kind of uh, franchise okay, right. that, uh, that Sony were desperate to have um, to try and compete with the, the original. Uh, Xbox and Xbox 360 uh, franchise of Halo, which was for a period of time the biggest thing in gaming. Um, mm. And and Killzone came out, and I always enjoyed the Killzone games, um, but they certainly weren't for everyone. Um, and there was a huge um, kind of question mark hanging over Guerrilla about whether or not they were going to actually be able to pull off a third action open world kind of. Um, Kind of sort of action RPG sort of thing. Whether or not it was actually going to be possible, whether this team had any idea, and I know that they they certainly hired a lot of folk to kind of uh, fill sort of uh, skill gaps and things like that. Okay. And um, they they brought in a lot of story writers and things like that who had worked in games like this in the past. Good. Well, well, I've got to tell you, they've, they've pretty much nailed it. Good. Um, there are a couple of issues I'm, I'm encountering. I'm still quite early on in the game, and the thing I am finding is I'm having a wee bit of Witcher Three um, kind of syndrome, oh. where I'm literally going, "Bloody hell! What the hell should I do?" Overloaded now. Just so much to do, and I think probably for anyone who is in that position or anyone who picks up the game and, and maybe wants to give that a go, my advice would be just follow the main story for a bit. Just follow the main story and do some of that, and that'll slowly but surely move you about a bit and get you a feel for the game. Because otherwise, you could just be aimlessly wandering about for a while. But then I, I do know a lot of people were saying with The Witcher Three that they did that, uh, and when they went to do some of the side quests, they were just overpowered and they just kind of blasted through yep. them. So yeah, is that, is that could that be an issue? Uh, I don't think that's going to be such an issue with uh, with um, Horizon. Okay. Um, Certainly, as it's moving on, I, I've not noticed that myself. Also, early on, there doesn't seem to be a massive. You get these um, there's there's side quests, but there's also things called errands, which are like very very small mini quests that'll get you a wee bump in XP. Yeah. But they're quite good. You can do them. We go to a, a a settlement or whatever. All these wee green uh, exclamation marks will appear. You go and chat to folk. You can do wee bits and pieces. Um, they they certainly help you explore the areas around that settlement they never take you particularly far usually but they, you do that um, okay. so that's the only thing I'm kind of feeling in the slight negative at the moment it's just it's just it can be a little bit overwhelming at points um, just trying to work out exactly what to do next um, that said you know it is 
really quite something uh, it's got an interesting sort of story so far I'm enjoying the story I'm liking what they're doing with it how the you know humanity sort of reverted back to um, that sort of tribal sort of caveman existence I did see there was a a rather interesting article I, I, forgive me I can't find exactly who it is that's wrote it the, the, somebody's been trying to stoke a bit of um, controversy about this game because it uses the, the phrase um, Braves um, when referring to the, the warriors, the tribal warriors, and they feel that this has been appropriated from Native American uh, tribes. It also feels that the mm-hmm. use of words like tribal and savage, particularly in um, uh, kind of games journalists' pieces when talking about um, Horizon Zero Dawn, uh, has been somewhat offensive. Mm. I, I, I kind of feel it's just nowadays the internet seems to feel the need to be... Um, offended about just about anything no, and, and certain, offense, certainly yeah. the, the developers from Guerrilla came out and, and said that they uh, you know didn't pick words willy nilly they, they took a lot of time and they, they chose uh, to use the word brave because they felt it was you know unlikely to cause offence they found while they were looking into Native American and Viking there's there's influences from a lot of people you know certainly stylistically the Nora who are the tribe that, that you play as part of or you're mm-hmm. kind of sort of linked to um they, they certainly have a sort of Native American sort of um, aesthetic to the, the, the dress, uh, the, the clothes they wear and that sort of thing. Um, however, uh, the main character, Aloy, certainly, she looks more kind of Celtic. She's a bit more like um, Meridia or whatever her name is. Merida? Merida? The girl from Brave. Aye, aye. Uh, Merida, Merida. Um, so, so there is a sort of mismatch, and I quite like that. And certainly, this this kind of mini controversy, but it seems to have gone away pretty quick. Um, As you say, people, people just look for offence, don't they? Aye, and I, I mean, you know, I suppose if people genuinely are offended, fair enough. But certainly, in my playing of the game so far, I don't see anything that's been particularly offensive. Albeit, I'm not uh, somebody who. You know, I don't have Native American ancestry or anything like that, so I, I wouldn't really be in the position to be offended, even if I was, I suppose. Um, on to the actual game. As I said, the gameplay is great. The design of these creatures, these uh, sort of robot dinosaurs, is spectacular. Yeah. I mean, they really are impressive. And and there are so many of them. So many of them are so different. And, and some of them, I mean, there is points now in the game where I'm, I'm I mean, I've, I've only found maybe like five different kind of dinosaurs and uh, you run into a part and you see one and you're literally like oh god oh god oh god and you're running away because uh, you know instantly that that thing is going to you know make your ass a hat <laughs> um, uh, but you know and I, I hate that I have to say this but one of the biggest things I have to say is this this game actually runs it really does uh-huh. uh, Funnily enough, actually, I've had a couple of issues with it since I've upgraded the updated the system software on the PS4. Okay. Um, but I installed the game just before the system update happened. I installed the day one patch, and the game just ran. Ooh. It ran beautifully. Well, that's uh, good. I've, I've not really noticed any frame rate drops. I mean, I don't think it's sixty frames a second. I I, I couldn't spot that, to be honest. But I, I'm assuming it's probably more around about the thirty. It's probably more around that sort of thing but the game looks spectacular and I've had these really fast paced battles with some pretty enormous machines or a couple of them at the same time and I'm not experiencing any slowdown the game's running absolutely perfect it looks 
beautiful. Mm. Give me and one word when 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 you were playing a big battle and you realised that it was still running smooth with so much on the screen. Give me one word that you said out loud. I literally just said, "Wow, wow!" <laughs> it is. I, I, I kid you not, and I've said that a number of times. And it's it's shocking that we've got to the stage now where it actually is a big thing that this game actually works. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Uh, and it's quite a damning indictment on on quite a lot of the big games. You know, you look at the mess that Ubisoft have made with a number of games of, yeah. of recent years, and and um, you look at the mess of No Man's Sky. You look at. Um, various issues and, and Horizon Zero Dawn just does what it's supposed to do it works um, <laughs> I finally invent something that works I know it works <laughs> it finally works <laughs> and it looks I mean and this is why I am really quite excited it looks absolutely astonishing and we we are talking kind of up there with uh, maybe not quite as shiny but near enough as shiny as uh, Uncharted 4. Okay. That sort of level of visuals. And the difference with this is that this is dealing with an awful lot more stuff than Uncharted 4 is. Uncharted 4, although it had these moments that were kind of quasi-open world, um, yeah, yeah. you know, you were still dealing with a, a fairly limited amount of bad guys or animals or whatever. Yeah. It was still very scripted. And even when you were on the... the, the car and you were driving about for instance you, you were still somewhat being shepherded in which direction you would go in yeah, um, yeah. whereas in Horizon Zero Dawn it is a proper open world and I, I know you know some folk hate the term open world and say open world is not a genre and it's true it's not a genre although it subsequently seems to have become one you know we can think oh an open world game it's not it's an, an action RPG set in an open world but the fact that this this world looks so good looks so good and feels so alive um, and just runs, it is astonishing yeah. uh, also a wee shout out to it it has got an absolutely incredible photo mode which I know is something that quite often gets kind of tacked on I barely use photo mode in games because I find that a bit boring, the photo mode in this game is amazing oh, how so? Um, just the, the, the sort of the options it gives you, it lets you cycle from a day and night cycle um, in the middle of the photo so even if you're taking this in the middle of the afternoon you can turn it to night you just slide oh, okay. it you can see the light moving around Aloy's face all the various uh, um, various filters borders all sorts of stuff like that depths of field all these sort of things that you can play with that actually probably you would be better with than I am because I'm not great with photo editing hmm. but um, but actually when you use this and you zoom in on these these uh, um, character models and all that it is astonishing how detailed they are. Oh, good, really good. is fantastic. A lot of um, people are saying photo mode's kind of going to come into its own with the new uh, update to the the PS4 software of the custom wallpapers. Yes, that's, yes, that's I imagine it would. People are going um, to start to use it more, I think, because of that. I think so, and I think it's a it's a good thing to have. I also um, this is my big my big thing for Horizon. I feel that you know there's been a lot of talk about whether there'll be a PS5 soon and the PS4 Pro and there was a lot of people rather cynically including myself thinking Horizon Zero Dawn is coming out PS Pro is coming out PS Pro is coming out because Horizon doesn't run properly uh. on PS4 isn't it that's why it's coming out well do you know what it's not it runs perfectly on Good. PS4 and 
And it just makes me think that while, although the PS Pros must be quite impressive, and if you had a 4K TV, you'd certainly... And I think if my PS4 ever gave, gave up the ghost, I would buy a PS4 Pro rather than just replacing a PS4. Right, yeah. But at the same time, I don't feel that I'm missing out with having the original PS4. It runs brilliantly. And you know the thing that really excites me? You know, we've got a big game coming up uh, in the autumn, <gasps> which, of course will be a massive open world it's uh, it, it, you know it's it, the trailer made it look astonishing uh, and a lot of us were thinking well that must be ma- rendered on P- P- PC or, the, or is this going to be a sort of watchdogs thing where they, it looks spectacular and then the game comes out and it looks nothing like it mm. well I know it's a long way to go and you know we'll wait and see but with what they've achieved in Horizon Zero Dawn there's still plenty of juice in that machine and I think there's a real good chance that, that, and of course, Rockstar are not the kind of company that are going to not manage to pull yeah, this off. Yeah. I think that Red Dead Redemption is going to look fantastic. And I tell you, if Red Dead Redemption doesn't look fantastic, then it will be showing up by Horizon because what they've managed to achieve with this machine uh, is astonishing. And it does let you know that, that you know there's, there's life in the old girl yet. Ah, and, um, good, good. And we might we might still have a couple of years of rather impressive things happening with the PS4 to come. Exciting times. Is Red Dead Redemption out today, Colin? Unfortunately not. No. no, it's uh it's in the fall, mate. Is that the t- fall? Is that tomorrow? <laughs> yes, it's <this is> tomorrow. <laughs> Lovely, that's nice to hear about uh Rising Zero Dawn. I'll get a bit more in depth in uh, what I'm thinking once I get a bit further on. I'm going. To, I'm still. I, I properly need to lose myself in the game. I've not managed to properly do that yet. The, the first day that I managed to play a decent amount of it, uh, the, the the start of the game is quite story heavy, tutorial wise, and all that sort of stuff. So I've only tentatively started in the proper main game section. So you know, I'll hopefully be able to give you a bit more of a. Uh, in-depth discussion about it later cool good to hear you want some Cozy's Crumbs? you bet I do Cozy's Crumbs? Uh, okay Uh, let's see Telltale's Guardians of the Galaxy game has announced its voice cast Uh, you're getting Scott Porter as Star-Lord he was Luke in season 2 of The Walking Dead not played it neither have I Emily O'Brien as Gamora who was in Shadow of Mordor Shadow of Mordor not The Mordor that's a different game Brandon Paul yes. Brandon Paul Eels, I presume that's pronounced, has Drax. Uh, he played the Daves in Watchdogs, I think. Adam yeah. Harrington as Groot, who played Big Boo Wolf in The Wolf Among Us, which I presume he's, is, he's just going to be I Am Groot. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, if he's not off book already, then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably most exciting is uh, Rocket Raccoon. Uh, who's going to be played by Nolan North lovely Nathan Drake himself so that's quite a good wee cast um, yeah certainly things are looking good for this game yeah Mass Effect Andromeda is out next week I think or the yes. week, week after I can't remember um, and it's always uh, famous for for one thing the Mass Effect games in fact Bioware games are famous for yes. for one thing and that's the love making and Mass Effect Andromeda apparently has a, a trophy for romancing, in inverted commas, three characters. It's called Matchmaker. They should have called it Dirty Stop Out. <laughs> well, the, it's um, it's not 
uh, tied to one playthrough, it will remember. So you, you <laughs> who's going to do multiple playthroughs of Mass Effect Andromeda? So who's you, got four thousand hours spent <laughs> playing the same game? So yeah, so three characters gets you a trophy. So you're either playing your four thousand hours, or, or you're going to be a bad boy, or girl, <laughs> or girl, or bad girl, yeah, yeah. Or, or alien. Yes, neat thing. Uh, and lastly, Nintendo Switch. We've been speaking about that. Uh, yes. Did you know that Nintendo games? Nintendo Switch games taste deliberately bad. I did know this because it, it was a, a, a it became quite a sensation. That's on fascinating. The, the, I want to know how how quickly somebody discovered this. Well, how do you start that? I, want, I mean, there, I mean, they're essentially well, wee SD cards, aren't they? You put the game in your mouth and you discovered it quite quickly. Yeah, but why would you put the game in your mouth? Why, well, why, why so, would you lick it? So they are tiny little cartridges, you know. They're they're sort of. Um, kind of like um, micro SD sort of size well they're a bit bigger than micro SD but they're wee SD cards sort yeah. of things I'm assuming somebody's obviously put one in taken it out stuck it in their just oh, held it in their mouth while they put another one in oh ok I would never I do was, that to be fair no I, I'm not convinced I would have done that either especially not by a brand new piece of hardware but I'm assuming that might have been how maybe somebody just likes chewing on uh, expensive <laughs> new games but uh, uh, as they do taste deliberately bad and it's so that you know if pets or babies put them in their mouth they spit them out yep that's yeah, genius so genius it's a bittering agent it's the kind of stuff that um, I, I, I of course I'm a nail biter and uh, there is a sort of stuff that you can get to put on your nails, okay. which makes your your na- fingernails taste horrible, it's, uh, bitter taste, um, which is supposed to discourage people from biting nails. And uh, and it's the very same stuff that they have um, they have put on the cartridges. Ah, there you go. Anyway, so that was your snappy. Yeah, I'm just noting down the time there. Um, uh, do you know? Following the Cozy Crumbs, there's only one thing that can follow Cozy's Crumbs. Yes. It's the Joe Keenan Memorial Chart. Dun, 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 Joe Keenan. God rest him. <laughs> <laughs> and at number 10, I'm just going to fly through these. I want you to give me... We'll do, we'll do the one word game again. So one word on each game. Okay. Okay. So at number 10, Battlefield 1. Yay! <laughs> Number nine, Sniper Elite Four. Want. <laughs> Number eight, Rocket League. Platinum. Oh, <laughs> I just dropped that in. Number seven, Super Bomb- Bomberman R. <laughs> Number six, FIFA 17. Oh, that's unfair. That's unfair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, sorry. Try that again. I've got another word for okay, it. Okay, so number six, FIFA 17. Relegation. Oh, painful. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the first one. <laughs> Bet you did. Number five, For Honor. For Honor. Oh, very good. Very good. That's someone who doesn't have the game. That's brilliant. Uh, number four, one, two, switch. Okay. (laughs) Number three, unbelievably, number three, Grand Theft Auto Five. Oh, for sure. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, Okay, so right, top two. I'm going to let you guess. Right, so top two. 
two will be Horizon Zero Dawn. Leaving one to be? Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm afraid it's the other way about. Ah, Number see. two, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. What's your word? Riven. Okay. And number one, Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, those machines, man. <laughs> Did it me? I know, I know. I, I'm running out. Running well, out. yeah, I was okay, it was okay. I can't believe Grand Theft Auto V still going. It's sold like a billion copies. <laughs> Who doesn't have that game now? I know. Anyway. <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, the Ed Sheeran of the video game charts. <laughs> freebies, we all like freebies, Colin. Do you, want do. He- do you want to hear what the freebies are? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, games of Gold, uh, from the whole of March, you're getting Layers of Fear. Ooh. Which we've played through. We did. In our 24 hour stream. We loved it. And then towards the very end, I hated it. That's horrendous. Oh, do you remember? Do you remember the wee baby? Like there was loads of kids stuff in it. But do you remember the wee baby when you're going through the corridor, and um, oh, it's, it's, it's maybe a room actually, and you're you're kind of going round the corner, and every time you go round the corner, it's the same corridor, and and the wee oh, yeah. and the wee baby runs out. Oh yeah. Oh horrific. Yeah, you struggled with that. Oh god, I. Oh, I think it's because the wee cry actually sounded like my daughter a wee bit, so it really it really <laughs> unnerved me. Um. <laughs> From the, the well, from the 16th of February to the 15th of March, so you've got two get two days left to get this um, on Xbox One. You're getting Project Cars driving game, and on the 360, you're getting Borderlands 2 backwards compatible, I assume. Uh, and then, as of the 16th of March to the 15th of April on the Xbox One, you're getting the first person shooter Evolve Ultimate Edition, which I think they've kind of stopped supporting, haven't they? Yeah, it kind of fell apart, yeah, didn't I'm it? Not sure. And on 360, you're getting Heavy Weapon, which is an action <laughs> game, of course, <laughs> on the 360, uh, until the 15th of April from the 16th of March. So snap them up if you're on the Xbox. On PlayStation Plus, you're getting Tear Away Unfolded, the platform adventure game on the PS4. Are you familiar with that, sir? Yeah, so it's Media Molecule that made that game. It's uh, kind of Little Big Planet esque. That's what um, I thought. Hey. But you play, play a wee paper character and you kind of rip away sections of the level and and, and kind of move through it. It's rip apparently up. quite an interesting game. Disc Jam, which we spoke about already, your, yes. your air hockey, basketball, tennis type game. Uh, check that out, that's great fun. For the PS4. Um, for the PS3, you're getting the 2D fighting game Under Night in Birth. Mm. And also the third-person shooter Earth Defense Force Twenty Twenty Five, which I hear is quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lumo, uh, which I think is an action game. I've not noticed what it was, but I did look it up uh, for the PS Vita and PS Four. Excuse me, and Severed, another action game for the PS Vita, which I am very excited about, and I have downloaded for my Vita. It is Ooh. a sort of dungeon crawler from Drinkbox Studios who brought us Guacamelee which I also have planned on oh you like um, that yeah uh, and uh, yeah so it's a sort of Mexican flavoured um, dungeon crawler oh, they like it's the apparently Mexicans. really great and as far as I'm aware the title comes from the fact that the bad guys you have to chop sections off the bad guys to defeat them oh. and I think if you ch- I think I may be right, right saying that if you chop bits off them you can then use the bits against the enemy um, it's apparently great I'm really looking forward to having a shot at it good good well, that's your freebies for, for March and some, some of April for Xbox 
Why do, ah, we say it every week? Why doesn't Xbox just do the month? Ah. I know. I anyway, know, I know. They've got to be different. They got to be different. Anyway, Paolo, yes. I've got a wee feature for you. Oh my! Now, of course, we know that uh, the, the video games are, are incredibly eclectic, and certainly now nowadays, it is um, quite possible that there there could be a video game made about just about anything. Uh, yes. Well. I thought was that we would have a wee foray around the world of mental video games and more specifically rather mental video game setup and stories okay so won't you now join me for the first inaugural um, edition of plot holes or plot goals oh very good So, how this is going to work is, I'm going to read you a little blurb about right. a video game. Okay. Uh, I'll give you the title, I'll give you a little blurb, and you've got to tell me whether or not it is plot goals, i.e. it is a true game, it is real, or it is plot holes, and I've made it up. <laughs> you've spent far too much time in this. <laughs> well, we'll see, we'll see. So, are you excited? How, how are you feeling, Paolo? Do you think you're going to manage this? Um, uh, We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I'm excited. Okay. I'm excited. That that's what goes without saying. So we'll do we'll do five to begin with. We'll we'll do that. I mean, we'll we'll have a wee break and then we'll come back for some more. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, all right. So we'll start off with Bible Adventures. <laughs> of course we will. <laughs> the Bible comes alive as you play as David, Noah, and Miriam in this religious adventure. <laughs> <laughs> the game is separated into three games. Noah's collection of animals for a mandatory spin on a boat, David's ex- exciting world of shepherding, and Miriam's dangerous trip to the Nile. Paul, is it plot holes or plot goals? Oh, I so want it to be real. I so want it to be real. Uh, surely not. I mean, well, I mean, this could be anything. This could be going back to like BBC times, couldn't it? Uh, BBC Acorn. Oh gosh! I, Is it plot holes or plot goals? <laughs> I'm going to say it's plot holes. Plot holes. Yes, but I wanted You're to be real. wrong. Oh, 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 glorious! Bible Adventures is indeed plot goals. It was oh. released on the NES in 1991. Oh, the NES. Oh gosh! Cracked. Cracked named Bible Adventures the 19th worst NES game of all time I was going to say how many did that sell man oh gosh so there we are so you're you're zero for one <laughs> good, at the good, moment good good that's glorious up, it's like it's like a, <laughs> it's like a Bible Grand Theft Auto 5 <laughs> I'll play Noah for a while <laughs> with the Trinity absolutely alright next up Paolo we have Anne Widdicombe Tory of Terror <laughs> Surely not. It's all Hallow's Eve and the Houses of Parliament are under paranormal attack. The dead are rising from their graves to destroy humanity and there's only one woman who can stop them. <laughs> Wild Widdicombe. In control of the Tory terror in this fast-paced flash game as she tramples the undead and our civil liberties. One mistimed, one mistimed salsa step at a time. Oh, God. Surely not. Sure. Is it plot holes or plot holes? Well, see, you've got to ask yourself, is because <laughs> this will be coming from your brain if it's not real, <laughs> and that, that's quite good. So I'm a bit like, surely that can't be real. Um, uh, plot holes, plot holes. You're going for plot holes. Ah, sure. You are correct. Thank it God. Is plot holes. 
I thought I thought by calling it a flash game, you might just be uh, sweet. <laughs> it's far too specific. <laughs> anyway, very so good we're, we're one and two, one and two. So uh, we'll see. Keep it up. All right. Next up, we have Samurai Zombie Nation. <laughs> the year this is like 1999. An alien meteor named Dark Seed crashes in Nevada rapidly turning all American people into zombies you are the world's only hope a disembodied ghost head of a samurai named Namakubi you must float through the American cities destroying buildings with eyeballs and vomit while catching hostages (laughs) falling from the wreckage eyeballs and vomit is it plot holes or plot goals um Oh, <laughs> this is now this this is getting trickier because that could very well be a game. Uh, I'm I'm going to say plot holes purely for the fact that I don't think they'll get away with calling their villain Darkseed. <laughs> plot holes or plot goals? Plot holes. It is plot goals. No, the alien meter is called Darkseed, but it's spelled D A R C. S-E-E-D. Ah, still. Plot goals. It was indeed. Samurai Zombie Nation was on the NES in 1990. Gosh, I'm going to contact DC Comics and shop them. Let them know. (laughs) There we are. So, Paolo, you've got one out of three. Oh, dear. All right, next up. Right. Next up is... (laughs) You're laughing already. This has got to be a plot hole. (laughs) Is... Seaman. <laughs> As a new pet owner, the player is given the responsibility of caring for and learning about the enigmatic Seaman species using a replica of the Discoverer's laboratory. You must figure out everything out by you must figure out everything by yourself, such as appropriate care and some get with some guidance from the narrator Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> oh, oh, see, Seaman, is it plot holes or plot goals? I, I, do you know this is ringing a bell now? Now with Leonard Nimoy, see if this isn't real. You, you've you've created something in my head that I think's real. I've I've got a memory of Leonard Nimoy narrating a game uh, about fish called Seaman (laughs) well I don't remember it being called Seaman to be fair but Leonard Nimoy narrating a game about fish that's ringing a bell what what did you did you say what Seaman was Uh, it just says the enigmatic Seaman species (laughs) I, I think that's 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 plot goals. I think I've heard plot of that. Goals? Plot goals. You're going for plot goals. Yeah. You are correct. Seaman <laughs> yes. was released in the night in 1999 <laughs> on the Sega Dreamcast, and it is properly mental. Did this not have like sex scenes in it and things as well? Well, I'm not sure about that, but you sort of plays like a weird frog with a man's face on it. <laughs> folk out there will need to Google Sea Man. Be careful about how you spell that. Sea Man. And, uh, and have a look at that. It is properly bonkers. I don't think I would have got that had you not said Leonard Nimoy. Mentioned Leonard Nimoy. Well, I did have a feeling that might knack her up, but well, we'll see. All right. Gosh. So you are two, two out of four. Two out of four. Okay. okay. You've got one more, one more right, in this part. Let's go over 50% here, come on. Let's see if you can get it. All right, the final game is March of the Penguins. <laughs> Loved the award-winning March of the Penguins? Now you can play the game. 
place objects at the feet of emperor penguins to assist them in their journey to the breeding grounds. <laughs> is this plot hole? Is that <laughs> Oh, that, that, that's got to come out of your brain. That's got to be a plot hole. <laughs> is that your final answer? Aye, aye, surely. You are wrong! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. It is plot gold. Oh. March of the Penguins is on the Nintendo DS. It was released in 2007 and it looks bloody awful. Oh, God. <laughs> a cash cow, man. That is unbelievable. <laughs> Who would play that game? Oh, it looks rubbish. Oh, dear. So there we are. So, Paolo, you've done oh. that very well so far in the first the first part of uh, plot holes or plot goals. Gosh, two two from five, was it? Two from five, that oh, was. But, uh, but well done. That's disappointing. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed that. We'll we'll come back for uh, part two a little later on. I, I hope someone listening to this is now developing uh, Anne Widdicombe's <laughs> zombie <laughs> Anne apocalypse. Story of, te- of terror. <laughs> wow, that's fascinating. Well, uh, do you know? I'm sad to say that Anne, Anne Widdicombe Tori Taylor is not in the upcoming releases. <laughs> <laughs> But I can't, I can't tell you what is. Oh, gosh. Is it Seaman? <laughs> no, but we'll all be downloading it after this. <laughs> uh, coming out the, the next wee while, uh, well, out already is Near Automata, which I believe yes. is an action RPG game for the PS4 and the PC. Came out in the 7th, and apparently very good from what I hear. Yeah, folk are loving it. Yeah, there was a wee wait for it, I believe, but it was worth it. Um... Also in the 7th for PS4, Xbox One and PC is a sandbox game Lego Worlds, which (laughs) is a bizarre kind of full circle of, it's like a Lego game that's like Minecraft, but Minecraft was essentially Lego. Yeah. (laughs) So it's kind of stole its idea back. Um, I mean, I've, I've seen the trailer of it, it looks quite fun, but again, like all Lego games, I'm a wee bit like, yeah. I also coincidentally see that uh, Minecraft has now become the biggest selling video game of all time. Has it really? I believe that. I, I can case, believe yes. that. Because it's on so many platforms as well. <laughs> Can't help but feel that maybe Lego's missed the boat on this a little aye, bit. <laughs> aye, We were too late. Yeah. Uh, also out, oh gosh, right, uh, how do I pronounce this? Well, I don't know, but I'm looking forward to seeing you try. Atelier? Atelier Fidus? Yeah, I'll go with that. Go with that. Atelier Fetus, The Alchemist and the Mysterious Journey, an RPG game for the PS4, PS Vita and PC, out on the 14th of March. Um, no idea about that. Uh, Sticks, Shards of Darkness, a stealth action yes. game for the PS4, Xbox One, PC, out on the 14th of March. Is that That's a yeah. series, isn't it, Sticks? I'm guessing that's the sequel to the original Sticks. I actually, we, I think you, you as well have it um, on our... Um, library oh, okay, from, yeah, uh, yeah. it was a PS Plus game um, around about October time maybe oh, um, yeah. I've not had a chance to play it yet but it's apparently very good oh. so oh. I think I think uh, folk who like sticks are, are rather excited about this uh, sequel because um, it, apparently it looks quite promising oh good 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 stealth is of course not our strong suit no Mass Effect Andromeda is out on the 21st of March, an action RPG game for the PS4, Xbox One, PC. A lot of people hoping this is going to be a really good one. Uh, it certainly looks good. I'm getting more and more excited about it the closer it comes. Yeah, I think it should uh, be quite, qu- 
quite uh, a big game. I know folk are, they're just not really quite for me, the Mass Effect games, but uh, I do know folk who love them and are very much looking forward to, to this one. Yeah. The, the only downside of it is I think the similar to the Horizon and Witcher is they start to get too big for me. I start to go, ah, oh, what do I do? But this, this seems as if it might be a wee bit more focused in. But who knows? Yeah. Also, it is Tukaden. Would that be right? Tukaden 2. I think it may be pronounced Suikoden. Suikoden? Yeah, I think so. Oh, that's, I may be wrong. That's knowledge. Excuse me a second. My cat is uh, <laughs> making all manner of noises. I'm going to do it. Uh, just uh, shut the door over. Because <laughs> <laughs> ah, we can't afford its fee, so. <laughs> that's exactly. Exactly. I have to play. Pay. Suikoden 2 the then. cat equivalent of PRS. Sukaden <laughs> 2 then the action RPG is out on the 21st of March on PS4 PS Vita and PC for the 3DS on the 24th of March you get the sports game Mario Sports Superstars and also on the 24th you get the Out of the Park Baseball 18 on the PC yeah very good so that's your upcoming games no and where it comes no <laughs> No, no, not yet, not yet. You know, don't make them in as a sort of stealth release. <laughs> uh, uh, the trophy challenge, Colin. There's yeah, the, so there's I'm, not I'm one here. Just, I'm going to give up on the trophy challenge because I see you clearly have given up on the trophy. Do you know? I've not. I've, I, I've genuinely <clears throat> not had time to sit down and give it a proper go. Uh, that, that's my excuse. I know I sit and play FIFA, but you know, go, going to get a trophy is like going to work. <laughs> I need the time. Well, well, you're gonna have to find the time, Paolo. The, the oh. uh, listeners out there are, are rooting for you to get a trophy oh. challenge. I'm giving you two trophies to get for uh, Dishonored uh, Two. One of them is a bit more achievable than the other. Oh, fair but play. They're, they're certainly both accept- accessible. In fact, you could probably do them both in the one mission. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll get. I'll, I'll try and give it a go before the next one. Yes. Um, good. And put up a Good wee video. For you. Now uh, I think we'll move on and and just discuss the other challenge that has been uh, running. Yes. Um, before we move on, and we'll we'll continue with our feature. But uh, but yeah, so we of course did have the newly men challenge. Uh, it ran for the month of February. It was Super Mario Run, the mobile game, the free edition. <coughs> it was World One Three, called Paratroopers in Mushroom Valley. And uh, we had set a score, and we needed you lot to come in and try and beat our score. And Paolo, would you like to give us the results? Well, I can tell you, um, we've got a wee top four going here. Yep. Uh, well, a top three, I should say, a top three uh, with with four people on it. Ah, uh, well, I'd say top four. I'm happy to be. In oh my no, 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 because joint third was. Messrs. Paul Kaczynski and Colin Little, the nearly men, yes, yes. <laughs> on 226 coins. Yes. Um, so joint third place for the nearly men. Uh, in second place, with 229 coins, is friend of the podcast and um, recently deceased chart maker. <laughs> Dun 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 dun
the, the winner of, of the challenge is Richard Gray with 240 coins. Well done, well done, well done. And that takes the least listeners into the lead. This is just no good, man. It's now 3 2. No so, what, what, what did we have? We had Drive Club. The listeners won Drive Club. Ross Allen won Drive Club, didn't he? Yes. Um, I believe I won the Gauntlet Challenge. You won the Gauntlet Challenge. Um, the the Grand Theft Auto one. The, did we have a triathlon? Triathlon, yeah, we did. I did quite well in that, but I don't remember if I won it or not. I can't even remember. And what was the other one we had? I'm just like, uh, I'm now looking it up because I can't remember. This is terrible. Um, yeah, yeah. You won the Gauntlet one. Uh, Ross Allen won Drive Club. Oh, the Battlefront. Um, you won Battlefront one of doing the, ah. the survival on Battlefront. So I did. So and I then did. it was Joseph Hawes won the triathlon on Grand Theft Auto there 5. Go. And now Richard Gray has joined that club as winner of the Super Mario Run. Very and well takes, takes listeners to 3-2. Three, 3-2 two. Three, two for the listeners. Right, Paolo, we're going to have to have a really serious think for the Aye. next episode about what our new challenge will be. Uh, for It will be running for the month of April, and we'll need to work out exactly what we're going to uh, what we're going to do. Yeah, I think it need, it'll need to be an Widdicombe's game. Widdicombe's <laughs> 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 I'll get I'll get coding on that. Good, good. We can do it. That's all we need to do. I mean, this is our show call, and we just need to pick a game that we can do. Yeah, do you know that's, I mean? that's exactly it. That's that's been the problem. Let, let, let's play the, the podcast game. Let's let's see who can make the podcast. <laughs> let's see who can yeah. can put out the Neely Men podcast on the Neely Men website. Unless you can do that first. Point time. We'd still get that wrong. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh Oh dear. Well, you know, not you know content with losing, Paul. Do you want to do you want to move on to part two of plot holes or plot goals? Yeah, go on then. I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) seeing what's coming out of your mind again. Here we go. All right, so we are back. As we know, plot holes or plot goals. You got to tell me whether or not this is. uh, this is a real game, or whether or not I've just made it up. Okay. So, for part two, we're going to get started off with Ronald McDonald in the magical world. <laughs> in Ronald McDonald in the magical world, Birdie, Grimace, and the Hamburglar are sucked into a, yep, you guessed it, a magical world. <laughs> it is up to Ronald McDonald and his magic umbrella to save them. Aside from clobbering small animals and collecting keys, the player also has to access two fast food themed mini games. Is it plot holes or plot goals? No, see, I don't know if 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 something advertising a game would use the word clobber. <laughs> well, uh, but it, it also does sound like a complete cash in on a kind of Mario clone or something that. Do you think a big conglomerate like McDonald's would do such a thing? <laughs> yeah. His magical umbrella. I don't remember Ronald McDonald having some sort of umbrella being a thing. Surely it would be something else, like his, I don't know, his magic milkshake or something. Magic. That, that, that sounds wrong. <laughs> oh dear. Don't, don't discuss that. That's one for Leonard Nimoy to narrate. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I'm going to go plot goals. I think I think it's a cash in. Goals. Yeah. You are correct. Yay! Ronald McDonald in the Magical World is a 1994 game for the Sega Game Gear. Oh gosh, the Game Gear. Very well done. Yay! So for those of you keeping tally, it is now three out of six. Not bad. Fifty percent again. That's not bad. Yeah. There we go. That would be Next a pass. Up. Next up is. 
Bin Man. Oh. Bin Man is a single player arcade game. The player controls a Bin Man named Stan. The objective, <laughs> the objective is to help Stan achieve the coveted Dustbin of the Year award. To do this, he must collect dustbins and throw them into the truck while avoiding obstacles such as skateboarders, passing cars, dogs, and more. Hidden on each level are turnips. Gathering ten of these will get the player an extra life. Do you know? man plot goals or plot holes? And do you know again? I'm I'm hearing bells ringing. Uh, and I think this might oh, gosh maybe I'm, getting, I'm getting mixed up with another game if it's not this there certainly is a game similar and it's like Paperboy I'm sure it was a kind of a copy of Paperboy and I can mm. see it I, I think I might have played this game and yeah you, you follow the, the garbage truck up the street and stuff's all happening down the pavement and you have to watch it. I, I, plot goal without a doubt plot goal oh he's confident and he is right to yes! be confident. Man is a 2002 PC game. Very well done, Powell. Oh, no, I wouldn't have said that. Gosh. Oh, no, I'm, I'm thinking well. Spectrum days here. That's, no, no, that's no. That's still gosh. Gosh, maybe I have played it then. Okay, gosh. so, Paolo, you have, you're have you you're back in the lead now. Here we go. Ooh. So that's now four. You're now four out of seven. Right. Four out of seven. So you're doing all right. Four out of seven. All right. Next up, we have Michael Jordan, Chaos in the Windy City. <laughs> Michael Jordan discovers that the Chicago Bulls have been kidnapped by an evil scientist. You play as Jordan and roam the streets of Chicago, collecting keys in order to find them. Naturally, there are monsters you need to defeat. And because you're Michael Jordan, you defeat them with basketballs. These balls vary from ice balls to grenade balls. <laughs> Is it plot goals or plot holes? Oh, gosh, that's almost mental enough to be real, isn't it? Oh, gosh. What I, I, is it? Again, it could be another cash-in on Michael Jordan. Oh... <sighs> No, it's it's too it's too mental. It's too, it's too out there. It's there's too much going on. The 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 bulls have been kidnapped, and there's monsters. Now wouldn't it be both? Would it? Well, plot hole. It's a plot hole. Plot hole says Paul Kaczynski, and he is wrong. Oh no! It is indeed plot goals. That game's Michael too busy. Jordan, <laughs> chaos in the windy city. What is The title's a clue, isn't it? Chaos. Kidnaps yeah, monsters. Yeah. Oh, I should have. I should have seen that. <laughs> oh, Paolo, you're now four for eight. Oh, back down. Yeah, back down. Two left. Two left. Right. Okay. Next up is Lord of the Rings Hobbit's Tea Party. <laughs> Gosh. The Shire, Middle Earth. War is about to erupt in Middle Earth, but there's still time for elevensies. Play as Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> as he prepares a bounteous brunch for Gandalf the Grey. Prepare food and serve it to the friendly wizard Gandalf and an almost never-ending stream of unannounced guests from all over Middle-earth in a madcap race against time to clear their plates and get them out of your house. Is it plot holes or plot goals? Surely not. I mean, this is like a, a, I suppose, a kind of branded overcooked. Lord of the Rings overcooked. Yeah, it could be, it could be. No, it's it's too. No, you wouldn't you wouldn't pick that that moment from Lord of the Rings to make a game out of, surely. Would you? Oh, plot hole. No, nah, they, they wouldn't do it. 
You are correct. Yes. <laughs> it is indeed a plot hole. Yes, that, that came from my own corrupted mind. Very well. Paolo, you are five out of nine. Not yes. bad. That's the sort of nearly made form that we require. Yes, yes. just need that, that tip over the, the 50%. They were perfect. Here we go. We've got one last game. Let's see if you get this. Right. Grey's Anatomy, the video game. Oh, gosh. Immerse yourself for the first time in the world of Grey's Anatomy at Seattle Grace Hospital. It is struck by one of the worst crises in the hospital's history. Experience a whole new story written in collaboration with the Grey's Anatomy TV show production team and writers. Is it plot holes or plot goals? Oh, gosh. Now, I don't think you watch Grey's Anatomy. That was a lot of information. I do not watch Grey's Anatomy, but uh, my good lady does watch a hell of a lot of Grey's Anatomy. Oh. I now, see, now, now I'm playing a different game. I'm no longer thinking about a computer game they've made. I'm now thinking of, you've got nine things that you've you've created or 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 researched, and you're at mm-hmm. that tenth thing, and you're sitting on your couch, and you're saying, oh, I can't think of a tenth thing to give Paul. What can I get? And, and Debbie in the corner shouting, oh, what about a Grey's Anatomy game? They've no made a Grey's Anatomy game. <laughs> so a, so you think I would be that predictable? I, I think that, that's, that, that's what's happened. But then ah, but then you're also the person that would mix them up. So the tenth thing you got, you'd put in fourth. So it didn't seem like it was a, <laughs> a last-ditch effort. <laughs> <laughs> or would I have anticipated that you would think I would do that and then would I put the last thing that I came up with and put that last <laughs> inconceivable <laughs> um, I, I I thought that, that that thing has a patchy description of a game I, I think I think they would they would sell it more or you know perform surgery and <laughs> I don't know administer any <laughs> It's plot hole. Plot hole. Pl- plot hole. Yes. You are wrong. No! <laughs> <laughs> it's plot goals. Grey's Anatomy, the video game, released in 2009. Oh, it was on the no. Nintendo Wii. You can still see their website where it has game footage. Uh, it's a Ubisoft game. Of course it is. <laughs> and it looks absolutely perfect. Oh, no. I've got to laugh because, you know, you said about how they, you do all the surgery. The gate, the footage that we actually saw of the game is you in a lift, and you have to decide whether or not to kiss McDreamy or not. <laughs> oh dear! I have seen precious little of Grey's Anatomy. It's on my in my house a lot because uh, Debs is obsessed with it, and she really does enjoy the show. Uh, however, it kind of seems that there's actually precious little hospital stuff done, particularly in oh, this game. Oh gosh! Spend a lot more time swooning over what's his name, Patrick Dempsey. Than uh, <laughs> they're actually doing what she should be and saving lives. Oh dear! So there we are, Paolo. So, so what was that? Was that uh, five out of ten you got? Oh, a glorious nearly man, fifty percent. <laughs> Straight down the middle. That's what we like. Well, you, you just about reached the pass mark. So uh, very well done. Oh, that's all right. That's all right. I, I suppose the, the the telling things from that is I actually knew semen was a game. <laughs> I know, I know. That was glorious. Thank you, Colin. Well, you are very welcome. 50%. Thank you you for joining us. And thank you, everyone out there, for joining us for the first ever edition of Plot Holes or Plot Goals. I'd like to see that return. (laughs)
Although, <laughs> how, how are you going to find, you know, however many more games that are awful like that? I don't know. Well, I have to say there are some pretty mental games out there, so I think that it's quite possible. Well, Colin, thank you for joining me today once again. Thank you. It's been glorious yet again. We've covered a whole lot of things for 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 a kind of episode that was thrown together. We've actually talked about quite a lot. We certainly have. Nintendo yeah. Switch launch. We talked about Horizon Zero Dawn. You're streaming Resident Evil tomorrow night at half past yes. nine. About half past nine. It might be slightly later, but not much. Um, but keep an eye on the YouTube channel and on our Twitter and Facebook, and uh, I'll let you know as soon as I'm up and running. Yeah, that's Tuesday, I should say, by tomorrow. Yes. Um, yes. 9.30pm UK time because uh, we've actually um, you know normally wouldn't have to put that caveat but actually we've had an awful lot of folk watching us from America Um, so actually that's part of the reason I'm also streaming latest is that the the folk who have been watching from the start can can follow us through as well so that's why we're starting a little later good stuff Um, we found out the Nintendo Switch games taste bad Yes, we certainly have. <laughs> You've got lots of free games. Everyone's got to go and play this jam. Yes, I would say so. I'm going to give that a go. Uh, lots of games coming out. Uh, I have to catch up on trophy challenges. And, you certainly have. Uh, Richard Gray became a Neil Man Challenge winner, taking the listeners to 3 2. Ouch. And I got 50% in plot holes or plot goals. You certainly did. It's been a busy episode. It do, certainly has. Do get in it touch with has. us. Uh, you can get us at www.thenealymen.com. You can find us on Twitter at Neilymen, on Facebook, the Neilymen Video Games Podcast. Catch a YouTube channel. You can watch Colin uh, Scary's Breaks Off and Resident Evil. And uh, yeah, get in touch if, if, if there's a worse game than Seaman. Please do. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a disgusting sentence. If there's a so, worse game than Seaman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, We're me. back on Ronald McDonald's magic bench. <laughs> 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 oh, how would you approach your parents to buy that game? I mean, obviously, you'd be um, oblivious to its meaning, but you know. <laughs> Can, mommy, can I can I please get semen? Can I get semen? <laughs> I think you'd have to put a very big gap in and go see man. <laughs> oh dear! I guess we now know exactly why Aquaman is called Aquaman, though. Yes, there was, yes. There was obviously some sort of uh, <laughs> brainstorming session when they read what we call him. Hit Aquaman. Yeah, you can you can't call him that, can you? Can, can we? <laughs> Yeah. No. Yeah, make him even more, uh, even more ridiculous than he already is. Yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah, so do get in touch if you know of any worse games than, than Collins managed to find, um, and let us know what you're playing as well. We always like to know what people are playing. Um, I noticed that uh, Gary Hogg was playing that one that I can never pronounce. What is it? Near Automata. Near uh, Automata. Automata. Sorry. Yeah. Automata. <laughs> Automata. <laughs> Anywho, we'll get flying the new and we'll see you next time. So enjoy. Thanks, Colin. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye.